everybody. Welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. My name is James Chen, and uh, we are going to have another episode of First Attack coming up later on today, where we're going to be talking all about frame data. So I'm going to teach you guys all about frame data, something that a lot of people utilize and uh, is very valuable to learning fighting games these days. And so uh, for those of you who are have basically no idea exactly how to use frame data or what frame data is for, I'll be trying to help you with that. It's going to be a multi-part uh, series, so uh, I'm not going to get through all of it today. But before we start, I want to do the Chen reaction. Let me know if you guys in the chat can hear me and all that stuff like that. Let me know if everything is running just fine over here. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about MVCI uh, uh, first. So, oh, there we go. Hey, what's going on, Johnny? How's it going? Johnny Wufei, Koga Jangles, saying hello to Philomath Shadow and Shayon as well. Shayon26, how's everybody going out there? Hope everybody is doing well. Doing, oh, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to create my, my Sigma emote. Shoot, I have to do that. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Heaven Sigma uh, Legendary card. I wonder if I can find an image of that card. Ah, oh, yes, here it is. This is this is the card that I'm looking for. I need to create an emote for Sigma. I want to create an emote for Sigma uh, <laughs> uh, for the... Uh, for so that people can actually type uh, Sigma nuts in my chat, which I think will be hilarious uh, because that is my new subscription greeting just to make it, you know, a little more PG <laughs> because, you know, we're talking about how how crazy that one Sigma card is in uh, Teppin. Clearly a very crazy card. Oh, man. Jeez, every time I do this, it's very interesting. Now my PC is starting to act weird again. Uh, whenever I've been streaming recently, things have been acting kind of weird. It's very weird. Uh, let's see. Uh, if I do this and then this. Oh, okay. It seems to be okay again. It seems to be okay again. But yeah, I'm just going to give a chance for people to kind of wander on into the stream, you know, before I officially start the Chen reaction. Just kind of want to talk about the uh, MVCI tweet that I put out yesterday that, holy crap, I just put out a very innocuous tweet. I did not expect it to go as crazy as it did. Like, dude, this tweet is like going crazy. I, I never would, I never would have guessed that this tweet would go so crazy. Um, and especially because I put it out super late last night. Uh, usually when you put stuff out really late in the night, at least, for, you know, on the West Coast here, that people don't really actually end up, uh, engaging with it this as much, but holy crap, like, this thing is going crazy, <laughs> and it's kind of fascinating and hilarious at the same time. I think Philomath Shadow just put it into the chat over here, let me see if it's the right one, uh... Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> Good lord, man. It is, uh, it is getting some play here on the Twitterverse. Uh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious, uh, in my opinion. But then also, uh, very kind of, uh, educational for me as well. Um, 
ain't done with that. But yeah, uh, like I said, we'll get started with that pretty soon. Uh, also, just wanted to remind everybody, I mean, if you guys haven't noticed, uh, I've been putting out a ton of um, content recently. Uh, so if you guys have appreciated that content and you guys want to keep supporting me for all the content that I've been putting out recently, um, you know, subscriptions, gift subs, donations, bits, all that stuff is greatly appreciated. Um, you know, uh, it's tough because, you know, I know we're all going through stuff right now. I know we're all in tough times right now. So, you know, part of me from a uh, social, you know, consciousness kind of standpoint, it's hard for me to try to shill for myself, you know, and, uh, and have people uh, you know, and ask people to sub to me and all that stuff like that because I know we're all hurting. Uh, my goal was originally to get to 500 subs by the end of December. In February, I jumped all the way up to almost 350 subs. So I was like, whoa. In fact, I even think I broke 350 at one point. So I uh, was like, oh, cool. Maybe I can get to 500 by end of July. So I turned it to the end of July. Then all the gift subs went away, and I've dropped back down to 224 subs at this point. But if I can keep the subs at a higher level, if I can keep it up to about like 300, 400 subs, uh, that would be uh, huge um, for me to be able to keep doing all this content. So if you guys do appreciate this content, if I don't, uh, if I can't, you know, it's a tough situation. Like I said, it sucks. I hate doing this. I hate doing this. But obviously, if uh, I, I'm, I'm not getting any gigs, <laughs> all this stuff like that right now. So it's very tough. Um, so uh, without the subs, without donations and all that stuff like that, I will not be able to keep doing this for much longer, unfortunately. So, um <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. So, any sort of donations, subs, all that kind of stuff uh, would be greatly appreciated. But, uh, I want to talk about MVCI. So, um, a lot of people are already talking about this over here in the chat. Let's go ahead and uh, mute the stream. I'm going to jump to the title, come back, do an official start for the YouTubes. So uh, I will be right back and don't go anywhere. We're going to do some stuff for the YouTubes coming right up. So hang on a second. Uh, so it'll take about five seconds. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. I am your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor, although nobody calls me that. I'm just James Chen to most people. So uh, we are here to talk a little bit about um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. <laughs> this, uh, I, wow, what a weird day uh, yesterday on April Fool's Day. It was a very, very strange day. Before I get into that, just want to mention, you know, thank everybody for the support and everything like that. But uh, if you guys are enjoying all the content that I've been putting out on YouTube, I've been just like slamming stuff onto YouTube. In fact, uh, by, between myself and Ultra David, I mean, 
in March, I think we had like almost 40 to 50 different videos uploaded to youtube.com slash TV. So we have content all over the place for you guys. So during this time of self-quarantining, uh, we have, uh, we're giving you lots of stuff to watch and lots of ways to, to pass the time as well. Uh, also, uh, wanted to mention that, you know, after this Chen reaction, I'm going to be doing a first attack. We're going to be talking all about frame data. So if you are seeing this Chen reaction on YouTube right now, keep an eye out for the Chen, uh, for the first attack episode usually drops on Mondays. And so, uh, after I get a chance to sit down and edit it to be as concise as possible. So definitely keep an eye out for that first attack. But let's talk about uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Let's talk about Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Uh, it was really funny because yesterday on stream, I did the whole thing where I went through and just tried to help find... Uh, you know, the games that run on good rollback net code so that, you know, people can find fighting games to play during the time of um, quarantine. And yesterday, uh, it was, uh, someone showed that um, MVCI was on sale uh on all the platforms actually on both Xbox and on PlayStation 4 I think and maybe on Steam as well I'm not sure I, I don't remember oh, yeah. hey shout outs to con con contra liar contra liar sigma sigma nuts contra liar <laughs> boy my nuts message has got to my it's got to change a little bit cuz now I have to also add in the fact that I'm PGing it a little bit and uh, twisting it into something else now. Um, so, uh, someone actually had that out there. So, I retweeted the fact that MVCI was on sale. Uh, and I said, if there was any time to get into this game, it's now. $10 in good net code and fun game is all I tweeted about it. And then a whole bunch of people responded with like, oh, is this an April Fool's or this game sucks? And like there were people mad about this game. Like the, people were like, they, they still hate it on MVCI. And that actually kind of caught me by surprise, uh, to be honest with you, because... I thought most people were over that already. I thought we had gotten... I mean, obviously, when the game came out, there was a huge stink on it. Social media basically decimated uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. And, uh, you know, for the longest of time, people were hating on it and everything like that. And I thought after a while, uh, people kind of realized, you know, they, they, they got over that. I thought people mostly got over it and it was like, oh, okay... You know what? We just recognize this game is really fun now. Yeah, it's not beautiful. It's not the best looking game. Yeah, I know, you know, the roster's bad and Capcom didn't support it. But, you know, most people accepted the fact that, you know, Marvel slash Disney had a lot to do with the problems and everything like that. And people understood that it was a fun game, good net code and great time to play it right now, you know, to, to, to try to build up the scene a little bit. But lo and behold, everybody turns out to still really have a problem with this game. And that actually caught me by surprise. I really thought that people had just gotten over that initial, you know, knee-jerk reaction. Because most people have actually talked about the fact that the game is, uh, you know, fun now. And, and I've heard nothing but good stuff about the netcode. So just kind of innocuously, uh, last night, before I went to sleep, 
uh, God, what time was it? Did I tweet this out? I swear it was like, uh, uh, it was like 3 a.m. or something like that that I just like randomly tweeted out. Yeah, 13 hours ago. So yeah, literally like 3 a.m. last night. Uh, I, I just kind of, uh, tweeted out randomly, man, I didn't realize the hatred for MVCI was still so fierce. Even just trying to say the game was good and that the netcode was actually decent just makes people mad. LOL. I thought most people recognized it as a good game at this point outside of being ugly. Emote, emote. Uh, God, Mike, Jesus, God, that was such a cluster, oh, God, man, and, and the crazy thing about that, so I tweeted that out last night, man, I didn't realize the hatred for MVCI was still so fierce, you know, and, uh, I just tweeted that out for, just because I was just stating what I felt, you know, I was surprised that that many people hated the game, and then, <laughs> I woke up this morning, and holy Christ, I mean, I was like scrolling through my mentions and I was like, what is happening here? Like this thing has 122 replies, 92 retweets and 847 likes. Holy crap, like I did not expect this tweet to get all this kind of crazy traction all of a sudden. I was like, holy crap. Uh, what the hell is even happening here? And, you know, I, I literally, um, went through here and just like started reading all these responses. And, you know, I was just surprised at how divisive this game still was. And it's really interesting how long term a lot of this hate lasts for, you know, uh, and how much people really, um, you know, have, have, been like scarred by this game it really feels like a lot of people were like super scarred by this game and it was just shocking to me that a lot of the people who hated the game still have such a problem with it i mean i, I a lot of people i thought would just accept the fact yes this game is ugly yes it doesn't have X-Men. You're not going to be a fan of the roster or whatever. But it's a fun game now. And I was retweeting the fact that it was $10. You know, it's like people are like, I wouldn't pay a full price for a game. that." And I was like, I, I tweeted out that it was $10. The music is terrible. The graphics are not very good. I mean, the graphics are actually fine. The problem with it was is was all the filters and the art direction that was uh, forced upon it, I think, by Marvel. Uh, but, you know, the game is really fun. Everybody who plays it loves the game. They all swear by the netcode. There's a strong MVCI group out there with uh, guys who run events every Thursday. They're almost on their 100th, you know, tournament out there. Uh, and, you know... The game is really enjoyable, in my opinion, right? And so, I mean, if you sit there and... If people came in and said, you know what, I don't enjoy the gameplay, then I would be like, okay, that's cool, that's fine, I get that, that's totally fine. But everybody out there is still really stuck on the graphics and the roster. People are still mad about the graphics and the roster. Uh, it's kind of interesting, and... It's, it's, it was really educational to me to, to, to see how much hate still lies for this game. And, uh, and I don't know, it's just, it's really, it was a really strange 
thing to come to the realization of that, you know, once you do start hating something like that, it gets stuck. Now, obviously, you know, that sounds kind of funny coming from me, considering that, you know, another game that has had similar you know, experiences with Street Fighter Cross Tekken. A lot of people hated that game when it came out. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people these days sit there and say that the game is just great. The game is fine. The game is good. Uh, except me, I still think the game sucks. I still hate the game. And so a lot of, uh, you know, it might be kind of weird that I still dislike the game as much as that I do. So like there, people will be like, what's the difference between how you feel about Cross Tekken? And uh, oh, whoa, hey, Mikojin, thank you for the Patreon. Man, I totally forgot I had this uh, alert for Patreons. I gotta, gotta remember that because I gotta fix that. Uh, especially also, I gotta fix this too because this always seems to happen and I don't know why. Scroll, please scroll. But thank you for the Patreon stuff. Yeah, I haven't touched my Patreon in a while. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm going to turn Patreon into my editor fund. So basically, whatever my Patreon gets up to, I'll be able to give most of it, if not all of it, to my editor. And then from that point forward, I can uh, keep paying the editor to make it worth his time. So that's what it's going to be, uh, anything. But, I mean, my dislike for Street Fighter Cross Tekken, I've already acknowledged many times that I have very specific reasons why I dislike it. It's a lot of it that has nothing to do with the game, but stuff that I've heard about the game. And uh, I really don't like the gameplay of it. I really dislike the combo system for the game. I, I don't like... Uh, a lot of how the game plays and that's different right it's it's uh, yes the game is ugly but that's not why I dislike the game it has nothing to do with that most of my qualms about the game are gameplay related you know a lot of people I feel like who hate on MVCI have never even tried the game never played the game never watched the game and have no desire to ever do so it's just they hate the game because it's cool to hate on it and because it's ugly and which is totally like I said you know if you think the game is ugly that's fine you know just tell me that you think the game is ugly but you don't like it's weird that people will take that and just extend it to the point where it's just like everything about the game is pointless worthless and awful you know and that part is kind of weird to me uh, but honestly, uh, uh, yeah, I, like I said, the, a lot of people don't like the music, the roster, and I'm still surprised at how mad everybody is about, uh, how mad everybody are about the roster. Um, yeah, there's no X-Men in there, but I think all of us kind of know why there was no X-Men in there. And then on top of all of that, um, uh... I guess, like I just said on Twitter, I come from an era where we had X -Men, uh, Marvel superheroes versus Street Fighter and, and Marvel versus Capcom 2, which were all like literally um, like rehashed cast. <laughs> you know, like those games basically had no brand new characters. In fact, in Marvel superheroes versus Street Fighter, if I remember, I think the only brand new character in that game was Norimaru. <laughs> Right? Which basically doesn't count. <laughs> I think everybody in that game was a rehash. Was there anybody in that game that was brand new? 
And then MVC2 had like five new characters out of a roster of 56. It was like 10% of new characters. It was only Ruby Hart, who trust me, Ruby Hart and Amingo, no one gave an F about back in that time. Uh, Mero, nobody gave a crap about Mero. <laughs> Like, the new characters that showed up in that game weren't even like, oh my god, look at this crazy thing. And like, the animation was awful in MVC2. It was so gross looking. And like, like if you look at any of the MVC2 characters that came from Children of the Atom, and you compare Children of the Atom to MVC2, the quality of animation is completely butchered. Uh, Sentinel went from just being one of the most beautiful and smoothly animated characters to just absolute garbage. Uh, Spiral, you know, when she does the super where she transforms into everyone, absolute utter garbage in MVC2. But, you know, I mean, it's understandable again because they needed to load six characters into, into memory to be able to have them all switch in whenever they wanted. So they had to cut back on a lot of animation frames. So totally understand. And uh, people were able to look past it back then. But, you know, for MVCI, people are still so mad at this game. They're so mad at this game. <laughs> it's, it's really crazy. Uh, and, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to make that argument. Oh, it was shitty back then. You know, lower your standards or whatever. No, the point is just that, you know, I don't think people are... Oh, thank you for Trucido for the pledge on Patreon as well. Thank you. Again, the money on Patreon is going to hopefully go for editor. Um... But, yeah, Ruby Hart, that's what happens with all the characters, Shay. Dude, when Alpha 3 came out, everybody hated Armika so badly. Like, everybody thought Armika was a waste, she was stupid, she was ugly. Like, who the hell cares about this character? I loved Armika. Everybody hated that character. Everybody hated Armika so badly. <laughs> and then... When she was announced for Street Fighter V, everybody was like, Oh my god, I love Armika! And it was like crazy, dude. I was like, where did all this Armika love come from, dude? It's crazy. But, I mean, the whole thing about it really is, is just that, you know, people have to realize that it's not easy to make a lot of these games. You know, so a lot of people are sitting here thinking to themselves, oh, well, you know, MVCI, we should have a better standard for it. Uh, I'm sure MVCI was super hard to make. I'm sure they had a bunch of hurdles to go through. I bet you Marvel probably barely gave them a budget, you know, to, to even make the game to the extent that they wanted to. And a lot of people, I think the reason why I'm more empathetic on a lot of these things is because I don't think people realize how many limitation factors that actually exist outside of just sitting there people making games. Like, you want people to make games, and then you're just like, well, obviously, if you just put time into it, you can make the most beautiful, amazing game ever. And, you know, when you come from a software industry like I have, and when you actually see the process, you realize that there's basically, you basically almost have no control uh, outside of whoever's on the top giving you the orders. 
uh, you know, there's always the story that I've told that, like, just for our stupid Tuesday show, which used to take place in my basement, to talk about, you know, uh, the battle for the Stones tournament and the rules applied to the gems, we actually weren't allowed to talk about that until we got Marvel approval, and we had asked Marvel for, like, months... And we just sat there and waited, and eventually they never got back to us. And so David, when he did that show, if you watch it, he's like, my assumption that the way that this rule is going to work is because we had to do that to be, to, to be safe, you know? And so, you know, there's all this red tape when it comes to making these kind of games, you know what I mean? It's nuts. It's nuts how crazy it is. And so I got to imagine when Capcom was trying to make MVCI, they were probably like, hey, let's do this. And then they probably waited forever for Marvel to get back to them. Uh, you know, one of the guys in Europe revealed that when they made the trailers for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, they were not allowed to show any of the Marvel characters getting beat up. In any of the trailers, anytime they revealed a character or anytime they put out something else, it had to be the Capcom characters who were getting comboed, you know, or, and, and losing in the fights. They could not show the Marvel characters getting beat up. And so, you know, all these things like that are factors into these games, and I don't think people realize that. They just think that, oh, Capcom didn't put the effort into the game. You know, Capcom probably had no choice about uh, what characters to put in the game. Combo Fiend probably didn't want to call anyone functions, but that was probably what Marvel told them to say, you know? It was like, I, th this is the part that, that, that galls me, you know? That everybody just thinks that the game was a product of laziness and people not doing, you know, just being like, whatever. But really, honestly, you know, you don't just make a game and spend however much money on a game until it turns out the way it, you want it to be, unless you have that ability. But most of the time when you make a game at a company, they're like, here's your budget. And that's it. And sh Sigma nuts, Cable. Sigma nuts. Um... So what happens a lot of times is I always tell the story that when I was at my job, we had a QA director who we hired specifically to fight for QA. Because if you guys don't know, QA are the most butchered people in all of software companies. They have no power and they get shat on all over the place. It sucks for QA. So our company hired a QA director to do all of the fighting for QA. So basically the, the, the product managers would come to QA and be like, hey, what's our test pass rate? And, and our director would be like, 85%. And they're like, we need it to be 95%. Can you get it to 95% by the ship date? And the director was like, no. Uh, we can't. And they were like, well, make it happen. Make it happen. And he was like, uh, we can't. Okay, if you want it to happen, what feature are you going to drop? What feature are you going to drop from our product so we can uh, have the time to do this? Because we can't test it all in that amount of time before the ship date. Either drop a feature or push the release date back. And the program manager is like, no, we can't do any of those things. Get it to 95% pass rate. And we're keeping the uh, date and we're keeping all the features. And the QA director was like, no, no. What feature are you going to drop? 
How far do you want us to delay the product? And the product manager's like, no, get it to 95%. Make people work weekends and stuff. And our director was like, no. What feature do you want to drop? Or how long do you want to delay the product? Uh, long story short, too late. Uh, QA director got let go. <laughs> and then everything went back to normal. And uh, it all went back to the same place where product managers were like, aha, yes, there you go. <laughs> Get it to 95%. We had no one to fight for us. And we were like, oh, okay, let's work weekends. Let's work 12-hour days, you know. Uh, like, <laughs> that's the way software industry works, okay? This is the way software industry works. So if you think Capcom could just be like, hey, Let's spend more money to improve this game in this way or that way and release it on time or delay it. The people at the top of Capcom were probably like, no, you have to release it. We need to meet this annual goal. We need to meet this quarterly goal. We budgeted you with this much and, you know, so on and so forth. Software development is not easy to do. And maybe that's why I have so much more empathy with the way that the game turned out. But a lot of people have to realize that, yes, cutting quarters is a very realistic part about making software. You know, a lot of games, obviously, you know, if you have the budget and the time to do whatever you want, you can make great games. Some companies actually follow that or some companies, you know, take pride in that kind of situation. But that's just not the case for a lot of uh, uh, lesser, smaller games. And MVCI certainly was not going to be a triple A title, uh, on anybody's radar. You know, it wasn't going to be a Resident Evil 2 remake. It wasn't going to be a Devil May Cry 5. You know, MVCI, they probably were like, all right, well, let's make this niche game and uh, give it, you know, a certain amount of budget and be done with it. It's not going to get the attention that a lot of other games. And so a lot of people are going to be like, well, that's the problem then. Capcom should have gave it the attention. And again, that's just not how companies work. That's just not how companies work, especially when you talk about Japanese companies where, you know, if a game comes out and doesn't sell like gangbusters in the first week, it's considered a failure. Like they don't give games time to ramp up and build up some sort of base or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Last of Us 2 is being delayed because Naughty Dog employees can't overtime anymore because the physics of the universe don't let you work more than 24 hours. <laughs> you know, that's just the thing. And, and that's the thing too. A lot of people hate DLC. A lot of people hate all this other stuff. You know, games still cost $60. They were $60, you know, 10 years ago. When I was buying Super Nintendo games, they were $80. I bought Final Fantasy 13 for like 80-some dollars. I bought Chrono Trigger for like $85. I think Fantasy Star 4 was like $90. And that was like 20-some years ago. So if you account for inflation, like... God, those games are like those games are like $130 now. They're like $140 right now. Oh, sorry, Final Fantasy VI, which was three at the time. <laughs> um, so nowadays, games are $60. They're still $60, and they're stuck in that price point. You can't get any higher than that. 
because if you do, people will riot. And so people are mad at DLC and everything like that. And so, you know, a lot of these companies, you know, maybe hiding Venom and Black Panther behind DLC is going to piss off a lot of people. But you also have to realize that this is this is how companies make money at this point. And uh games don't get any cheaper to make. I, I talked about this in previous episodes, but we, we're, we've we lost the A-titled video games. We've just lost them. You either have AAA or you have an indie game. That's it. <laughs> you don't have that game in the middle that people can create for a decent budget and still have a chance to sell. That just doesn't happen anymore. And companies like WayForward, whenever they make games, you know, whenever they make like a Shantae game or they make a brand new boy in his blob, they kind of have to sell it as an indie kind of game. That's how the marketing approaches those games because that's the only way that people can kind of accept these kind of games that exist. It's, 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 it's really tough right now. The game industry is in a really kind of shitty place. Yeah, and then uh yeah, mobile games cost 5 to 10 million to make, the the big ones. Then you blow hundreds of thousands of dollars a day marketing it to maybe be profitable and that's why so many of the games are free to play and have advertisements everywhere and in-game purchases everywhere. It's nuts. It's nuts and that's the toughest thing. Like all of this stuff is uh really really hard. Um and that's the thing. So Dr. Social, optional DLC is fine. Uh, that's not even necessarily true. Because a, a lot of people got mad at even optional DLC. I have friends who get mad at Mario Kart for having DLC tracks. Mario Kart on, on Wii U. Back, you know, not the, not the Switch version, but on Wii U when it had DLC tracks. Even though the game came with more characters than previous Mario Karts and as many tracks and cups as every other Mario Kart in existence, they were mad that there was DLC in the game. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, Smash Brothers comes out and it has a bigger roster than every Smash Brothers that has ever had. It's every character that has ever been in a Smash Brothers game. And then they put DLC and some people are mad. Man, they nickel and dime us and put more characters and hide them behind DLC. You know, people get mad at DLC all over the place, dude. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um... It's an interesting situation with video games, and you know, like I said, I guess I have more sympathy for uh, uh, you know uh, MVCI because I I can kind of recognize the signs as someone who's been in a company, especially a software company, of the problems that the game probably had to go through. Uh, yeah, I know people are mad at Street Fighter Five lets you buy DLC characters when it's the only fighting game with a free option to get them. Granted, it's become harder and harder because developing these new characters is not making them any money. It's just basically Capcom throwing money away in the Street Fighter Five, uh, except for hopefully costumes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hirokun probably just says it best. Once you work in the industry, it's so hard to prove to people their gripes are so far from the truth. And that's just the way it works. And DLC is a bad practice. D 
DLC is a really annoying practice, but here's the question that I present to people. Would you rather then have the game just come out and be $90? Or would you rather have the game come out at $60 and have DLC? That's just the question right there. Because the games aren't getting any cheaper to make. Uh, they are spending a lot of money on stuff already. And uh, they're not making it back. I mean, when you read that games, AAA titles, have to sell millions of copies to break even. That if the game doesn't sell, like if it's slated to sell 4 million to break even, and if it sells 2 million copies, it's a failure. Um, and disappointing sales numbers. What are people supposed to, like, what, what is supposed to happen? That's the question. What is supposed to happen? <laughs> what is supposed to happen? <laughs> well, uh, Hostia, they're not changing in the U.S. So, and the U.S. is always going to be the biggest market. The, the U.S. is always going to be the biggest market for video games. That is where most companies are gearing their sales towards. U.S. is always going to be the largest profit area for video games out of everybody. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, uh, I have not, Fabby. I have never tried to create a fighting game because I'm not a game programmer. I don't know how to program games. I actually want to learn Unity for that reason. So, Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. China is a different story. China is a completely different story. China obviously has one of the biggest markets out there, but China is also kind of screwed up in a lot of ways economically. <laughs> so it's not going to be quite the same thing. Uh, oh, yes, dude. Uh, one of my favorite shirts. This was created by Richard Suono. Uh, you've probably seen him on Twitter tweeting out a lot of uh, Street Fighter artwork, fighting game artwork, but it's... Uh, Super cool shirt. I mean, it's perfect for me, right? Cammy holding Felicia. I mean, geez, Cammy holding a cat and the cat is Felicia. I, I feel like Richard made this shirt just for me. Uh, I, I, I love it, so. Mm, dang. You can reach it as a non-Chinese, but as soon as you give a partner in China your game, they demand your source code? Dang, that's crazy. I actually didn't know that. That actually... Uh, crazy i did not know that that's how it worked um but yeah again look the point is not me trying to sit here and defend mvci as a bad game just most just like i just i'm i i was surprised that the hate for the game still exists and i'm just trying to explain why i guess i'm willing to let some of the things pass that some other people probably wouldn't have expected for me to just let go, you know, and, and that's the hard thing too, you know, I had someone sit here and tell me, you know, like, I, where were all you Marvel defenders when the game first came out, MVCI defenders, and I basically said we were there, but everyone who's talked about how much they liked the game was instantly turned into a shill. Like, like they, the haters cut it off at the pass so that nobody who actually enjoyed the game or liked the game could like it for a legitimate reason. They already cut them off and said, you know what, we're already done with you. And uh, now no matter what you say, 
your argument is moot because obviously you have ulterior motives for saying that you enjoy the game. So, um, dude, Toy Story 2 is amazing. <laughs> what? Toy Story 2 was like one of the sequels that a lot of people have talked about might be better than the original one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yes, and that is absolutely true, Dr. Social. People like the hate. It's unfortunate. Bad stuff gets more clicks. It's funnier to be mean. It's funnier to be angry at stuff. And it's funnier to be hateful. It's just it's just how it works. So uh, a lot of people who well see that's the thing, Naughty Senpai, is a lot of people say the game is bad, but I'm pretty sure a large chunk of those people never actually played the game. Most of the people who sit there and shit on the game, I would imagine, are people who have not played the game and have just kind of gotten to that point because of the fact that they uh, hated it in the first place and it was cool to hate it. And now they just have no reason to ever give it a chance. I mean, there was one point in time where I really hated Tekken. Like during Tekken 3, Tekken 4, Tekken 5 kind of, it was like Tekken 4-ish kind of time. I was really anti-Tekken and I was kind of open about it. I was always like, oh yeah, whenever Tekken comes on at Evo, that's when you go eat and stuff. Like who cares and stuff. And then at one point in time I was like, I've never actually played Tekken. I've never given this game a chance. So I'm going to shut the hell up because what the fuck do I know about Tekken to even have this kind of opinion? <laughs> You know, and uh, that's, uh, that's, I mean, I, I said it to somebody else on Twitter. Maturity is awesome. <laughs> Becoming mature is actually really cool. <laughs> when you actually grow up and become smart and actually like logical and fair, like it's actually kind of neat. Uh, yeah, dude, Maximilian made a video how he liked it a lot, but had problems. He got attacked from both sides. People called him a shill for saying it was good, and others called him a hater for not saying it was perfect. Dude, Max got so much shit for streaming that game and for trying to, to talk about how much he enjoyed that game. And Koja Jangle said, I, I didn't even know about that. I heard it from multiple sources, but apparently Max got death threats for, like, the game, for playing the game. Um... Yeah, MVCI, no one's going to argue that it looks great. And the worst part about it, too, someone even tweeted me a, uh, a a visual mod that takes away all the stupid cinematic filters, and all of a sudden the game looks super bright and cool. And uh, really, honestly, again, I feel like that was Marvel's fault. They were probably like, make it look cinematic, you know, make it look like movie you know, we need to promote MCU. Put the music as orchestral music. Don't give us Captain America's super hype theme. You know, all the music has to be orchestral and cinematic and more like movies and stuff like that. And boy, man. And shout out to Phil for pledging $5 on the Patreon as well. And El Capo. Wow, I'm getting all this Patreon love all of a sudden. Thank you guys. And uh, this is going to be great for my editor. Like I said, I'm trying to turn the Patreon into... Oh, look at the... Where did all this come from? This is crazy. I'm getting all this uh, Patreon pledge over here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, the game looked terrible. What the heck, TJ? Wait, where is this coming from? <laughs> TJ pledged $25. Are these, are these all people who have been here before? Well, what is going on? I think this is just a... I think it's just 
showing all the people who have already uh, subbed? Yeah, because some of these names are already on this list over here. Oh, it's the beginning of the month, that's why. Yeah, so it's just registering everybody who's renewing on the Patreon. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I knew something was wrong. I'm like, that's, there's no way that this is happening right now. Okay, I'm going to shut it off for just a second. <laughs> Let that all run its course. Uh, right, but, I, but that's the thing is like Capcom probably couldn't keep their original themes either because Marvel probably was like, no, it has to be consistent. You have to have all the music sound the same, you know? We won't let you make the Capcom characters have a different quality of music than the music that all of the, MVC, the, the Marvel characters have, you know, and all this stuff like that. So, uh, I just... Yeah, and again, the X-Men were in because of the Sony license stuff, and, you know, uh, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, was there... Oh, hey, I didn't even see the gift sub up there because of all those notifications. So Sigma Nuts, Scooter Bombs, and uh, Sigma Nuts to Wine Glass as well. Um, thank you guys for the continued support here. Appreciate that so much. Like I said, uh, ha ah! having that support uh, helps a lot. Keeps me going with all this stuff. Um, but I doubt Marvel's input was that granular. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Huh. But I, I don't know, like, it seems weird, or maybe they just hired a new musician and he just, like, they they had to pick some guy and he was just trapped in his own world and had to do all the music and they didn't have the ability to, you know, use the original themes or something. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh, it's just, you know, again, I, I'm, I, I like the game. I think the game is fun. I love watching it. I think the, the system mechanics are super creative. I think Combo Fiend did a really good job with the game. I think the stuff that he came up with and letting the game be as loose and fun and fancy free as it was, I thought was pretty cool. And uh, that's the other thing too. Like if you actually compare the models from MVCI to MVC3, the models in MVCI are actually like objectively better than the models from MVC3. They have more polygons, they have more details, they look better. It's just the lighting screwed it all up. Like if they just kept it with that more cell shaded look, you know, and, and removed all those cinematic filters and stuff, the game would have looked fantastic, but as a result, the backgrounds are not as cartoony. They're not as comic booky. The characters have to like have more realistic lighting and make it look more filmy, you know, and stuff like that. And it's just, uh, it sucks. Now, obviously, yes, Chun Li's face and Morgan's face and Dante's face were abominations, and thank God we got those fixed a little bit, even though they're still not great. I don't know what happened with those faces, but, oh, God, uh, with those characters in particular, um, I feel like they were the first ones designed and they probably just, like, hired... I don't know what the hell happened to that. Uh, so who knows what, what happened to those faces. I, I don't know what happened in that, and that was 
Very, very unfortunate. So, uh, MVCI feels like X-Men versus Street Fighter gameplay-wise. A little bit, yeah, because it's so broken. <laughs> Dude, I think Wind Waker looks great. Cell shading is such... I mean, I talked about this when I talked about Guilty Gear Strive, you know, and all of what the work that Arxis has been doing. I think realism is super overrated in video games. I'm sick of realistic graphics in video games. I'm done with that stuff, you know? I want my games to look like Guilty Gear Strive. I want my games to, to be pixelated or to have a really nice style to it. Like, you know, one of the things about Pixar films, for example, that I love so much is that even when you have Incredibles, a movie like Incredibles, everyone is still a cartoon character. You know, they still have this very kind of cartooniness to them. You know, Ratatouille, all that stuff. And if you always look at the credits of Pixar films, they always say no motion capture is used for animating any of the characters. They still use traditional animation to do stuff. They don't have people try it. They don't have it mimic how things look, you know what I mean? How things look in real life. They just do the stretches and stuff like that. And, you know, that's what, yes, Nani Senpai, realistic can look good too. You know, uh, if you have the right game for it, I think that's fine. But again, it's overrated, I think. I think it's not necessarily something you always need. You know, if you have a game like Resident Evil 2 Remake, which, which is a horror game, and the more realistic it is, the more you can kind of relate to the characters and empathetic, and the violence is a lot more graphic and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely you want those games to be kind of more realistic, but not everything has to be that way. Uh, not everything has to be that way. But yeah, actually, that's a great way to put it, Isaac Locke, is that realism is not necessary, but it needs to look super, super good. Otherwise, you get the uncanny situation, right? So in MVCI, if they just made it more cartoony looking, I think they could have gotten away a little bit more with maybe some of the, the, the bad quality face. Probably not, actually. The faces probably still would have looked absolutely terrible. But, you know, Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Oh, God. Oh, boy. But in any case, um, yeah, anyways, I'm done ranting about MVCI. I know people want to learn. I know people want to learn about frame data and stuff. So if you guys are new to fighting games or if you guys are fighting game aficionados and you don't really understand frame data or how to process frame data properly or when you look at frame data tables, you don't know what you're supposed to look at. Like, what is this, you know? I'm actually gonna talk about frame data and frames in fighting games and I've got a lot of very interesting visual ideas. Uh, how, oh, shout outs to J, JP, JPE Narn or J Panarn. J Panarn. Thank you for the subscription. Again, all of the subscriptions are very, very appreciated, especially in this time of trouble. So uh, if you do not have money to subscribe, you can do what JPE, J Panarn did and use your Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime subscription if you have not already used that. Always appreciate that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, for like I said, after I saw the tweet stuff, for me it was just more amusing, and I was just laughing about it. So it's not something that's bothering me. It's just 
I didn't realize that. I thought it had already transcended that point where people recognized that the game was really fun and enjoyable and uh, all that kind of, all the people who were loud about the extreme hatred for MVCI were most likely gone or over it, you know? But it was shocking to me that enough people, as soon as they saw my tweet about, hey, look, it's $10 for a good game and good netcode. So many people were like, this is April Fool's, right, James? <laughs> you know, and, and stuff. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't realize people were still that invested in hating on the game. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, uh, if, it, if you have Prime, it is a free Twitch Prime sub per month. I think I did Amazon. Is that what it was? Or what the, What was my command? Shoot, what was my freaking command that I used to put that out on there? Uh, let me check my move. Uh, I'll check the move out later. It'll show up. It'll show up later. <laughs> It'll show up later. Uh, I think I had it up there somewhere from the... Because it shows up in the in the chat every once in a while via my Moobot. Uh... But whatever, uh, I'll worry about it some other time. So, <laughs> uh, actually, no, I'll I'll worry about it now because this is bad. This is bad on my part here. Um, yeah, game is gonna stay bad in the mass mind forever, and that is absolutely true. It's just gonna be that way forever. So, oh God, really? Did I really make it Amazon Prime? Oh God, good job, James. <laughs> That's terrible. But, I mean, the option is also there as well. If you click on the uh, subscribe, blue subscribe button at the top corner uh, of the window. I'm changing that command for sure uh, in a second. But in the top corner right up there, there's that, you know, sub button. And if you click on it, it'll drop down and it'll show you different ways that you can sub. And if you haven't subbed with Twitch Prime, you can do that right over there. So... Um, why do you think nobody gives a rat's ass about MK11 competitively, yet every boon thread is flooded with fanboys asking for characters, yet few people are playing for how much it's sold? I mean, when you look at how much it's sold compared to the competitive scene, yeah, it's definitely smaller. I wouldn't say nobody's playing it because uh, they're doing the Coliseum every week as a tournament, and they get 100-plus people every week when they're running this event. So clearly there's a lot of people who are playing it competitively. Um, it's just that, yeah, people don't watch it on Twitch and things like that because it's it's the music is not good, the, 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 the sound effects aren't great and stuff the animation's not perfect but even still then i like mk11 i've told people to play mk11 i have a lot of people who hate mk11 i'm like why hate it it's, it's a fun game it's actually really nicely designed this time it's very neutral based and you know it's 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 different than what if you remembered what mk9 or 10 was which was just complete hysterics um, MK11 is very, very neutral based and it's a very solid fighting game. So I, you know, again, even though I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I talk about how ugly MVCI is all the time. Uh, and you know, I talk about how I don't like the music in Mortal Kombat, but at the same time, it's like, you know, they're fun games. Play them, dude. Play them. Yeah, as a spectator, MKX was probably more fun just because it was so manic and crazy. Um, 
So, you know, that's just the way it works. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and move on to first attack. So like I said, I'm going to be talking all about frame data. So I'm going to, last week I talked about what frame advantage was, but now we're going to look at it in a lot more detail, okay? I've got a lot of interesting visual guides right now that I'm going to use to help you understand how frame data works, why frame data works, you know, give you a visual idea of exactly what it means to be plus and minus and all these crazy things like that. This is the first part about this. Next week, I'll be going into the second half about it where I talk about things like the magic number and, you know, being plus and minus and having an advantage and things like that. But for this episode, it's going to be pretty technical, but I'm just going to do a lot of very interesting visual examples of how to picture frame, how to understand frame data so that when you see the numbers, they're not as intimidating. So that's kind of the goal that I have for today's episode of First Attack. So if you guys want to study all that and learn all of that, do not go anywhere. We will be right back with First Attack. It's going to be a tricky episode for me to navigate because I got a lot of windows and stuff to go through. So, you know, hopefully I'll be able to do this as smoothly as possible. My goal is to try to shorten the lengths of the First Attack episodes again. So I've purposely made the slides a little bit shorter Probably going to go for an hour again anyway, uh, even though I'm trying to like keep them down to about like 40 minutes, maybe 30 minutes even to make it easily more easily palatable on YouTube. But we'll see how's it, how it goes. Oh, yeah, they all have slideshows. I've been doing slideshows on all of them, visual guides, in-game visual stuff, all sorts of things. I use Photoshop as a presentation. I'm using a new tool this time for, uh, for uh, visual aid and god you know after the whole thing is done so after the first attack is done i usually do a q a section afterwards when i get to the q a section i want to show you how genius my new tool presentation is because i it's so slick it's so slick i am a god <laughs> for doing this kind of thing, but uh, we're gonna go take a look at that uh, afterwards. So I'm gonna keep you guys on the hook to see what my awesome presentation is, and then you can stick around for the Q&A, and I will show you just how genius my design is for my new education tool. In any case, don't go anywhere. I need to go use the bathroom. <laughs> And so I'll do that when we come back. First attack, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash TV. Uh, I mean, let me know your thoughts on MVCI or, you know, if you were in the software industry, let me know, you know, if you, you've experienced a lot of the things that I've talked about as well, uh, for those, and then if you're on YouTube as well, if you go to twitch.tv slash jchenzor and you want to subscribe or gift sub or anything like that, even when... I'm not live, those options are there. You'll see them in the, there'll be links on the little green panels underwear, under there, under, under I just made you say underwear. Uh, you can actually click on the panels under there uh, and it'll send you to like donation links and stuff like that. So if you want to uh, support me in that way, I would greatly appreciate it. For those of you here watching on Twitch, don't go anywhere. And as well, subs, gift subs, donations, bits, all that stuff. Very, very appreciated as well. You're not far off, Philomath, so I'll be right back. <laughs> 